Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. I can't think of another county in the Bay Area that feels farther away from Silicon Valley than Solano County. I'm talking literally, but also culturally, economically, and dare I say, spiritually. But Silicon Valley and Solano County are beginning to collide. Now that a who's who of tech billionaires under the name Flannery Associates have bought up nearly 60,000 acres of agricultural land near Fairfield and Rio Vista with plans to build a new city. For years, their identities were a mystery, even to local leaders. This big plan kind of all of a sudden drops on everybody's doorstep. We were all wondering who these people are. Now we know what they are. Now we're wondering now what, you know? But last Friday, the public finally learned who they were. And now they're going to have to win over the hearts and minds of residents and lawmakers who are feeling a little skeptical. They need to know that they have thoroughly, thoroughly soured the entire Solano County by their untowards um, bullying of landowners by their unwillingness to talk to anybody for more than four years now, and then to come out with a uh, pie-in-the-sky development program that will have enormous impact. So today, we're talking with Aaron Griffith, one of the New York Times reporters who broke this news about the billionaires behind Flannery Associates and what we know about them. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing... 
and I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Aaron, can you take me back to 2017 when this idea of a new city was first planted? Who was behind this idea? What we reported last week was that Michael Moritz, who was a longtime venture capital investor at Sequoia Capital, the top VC firm in Silicon Valley, was sending emails out to potential investors asking about this project. And that's sort of the first thing that we have seen about the kind of seed of this idea. He is raising money on behalf of a different person, an entrepreneur named Jan Schremack, who is kind of this interesting figure. He was born in the Czech Republic. He came to the U.S. He's a hotshot trader at Goldman Sachs, a rising star on Wall Street. But sometime in the mid-2010s, he comes out to Silicon Valley to try to make it as a startup founder. He had a couple of startups that didn't really take off, but at some point he connects with Michael Moritz and pitches him this idea on building a new city from scratch. And from there, Michael Moritz starts, you know, tapping his network of powerful, wealthy investor types to see if they'd be interested. The gist of of the pitch that my colleague Connor Doherty and I saw and reported on is that this is going to be a brand new city. And I know it's sort of like has this utopian vibe. Can you describe a little bit of what we know about, I guess, the the sort of vision for what kind of city this was going to be? In this pitch, it's a walkable city, like, you know, comparable to Paris. And it's this idea of we're going to perhaps rethink everything from governance to building and construction, we're going to start with a a blank slate. We're not going to have any of the sort of entrenched, intractable problems that many cities, but particularly in California, have had. And that has kind of held them back from being able to build the housing that we need and that has contributed to this terrible housing and homelessness crisis that the state has been dealing with for a long time now. Since then, this idea really has taken flight. And I know a company called Flannery Associates has been very busy in Solano County. Can you remind us what have they been up to exactly? Yeah. So the company that he was pitching, it, 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 he didn't name it in, in this pitch, but it eventually turned out to be this company called Flannery Associates, which has been aggressively snapping up mostly farmland in Solano County. They started out buying land at just like $5 an acre. But as the locals have caught on to like, this is the same company that's buying land from everyone and they're making offers and it has, the price has gone up um, and to to $20,000 an acre. So they're wildly overpaying, but they have bought a lot of land. It has 
caused a lot of confusion because they have remained a mystery. You know, up until last week, we didn't know who Flannery Associates was or what they were planning to do. So lots of rumors and speculation and investigations into who's actually behind this. You and your colleague have since broke the story about who is behind Flannery. How would you, I guess, characterize this group of people behind Flannery Associates, these people buying up all this land in Solano County? It was a group of very powerful and very wealthy Silicon Valley investors. We have Michael Moritz, who I mentioned earlier, who was a journalist who became a venture capitalist, is one of the most successful venture capitalists. He's, you know, early investor in companies that, you know, like Google or uh, PayPal. You absolutely have to have as the guiding force of an abiding, enduring technology company, a person or people at the helm who have products in their DNA. Reid Hoffman who co-founded LinkedIn. He's been a venture capitalist now for a while. Mark Andreessen and Chris Dixon, who are two investors at the Andreessen Horowitz firm, they're both also entrepreneurs who became venture capitalists. Patrick and John Collison, the co-founders of Stripe, which is one of the most valuable startups in Silicon Valley. It's a payments company. Lorraine Powell Jobs, who is the widow of Steve Jobs and who runs uh, this nonprofit called Emerson Collective, which is also very active in um, democratic politics. And then Nat Friedman and Danielle Gross, who are two entrepreneurs who are now angel investors. Nat Friedman is notable because he also is the co-founder of California Yimby, which is a political group that has been pushing for a lot of, uh, for, for California to build more housing. I know you tweeted, uh, these are sort of the bold face <laughs> names of uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, there's just some of the most famous, partly because they're among the most successful, but also because they are kind of thought leaders. Um, you know, Mark Andreessen, he tweets, he blogs, he goes on podcasts, he has very strong and bold opinions. What, what you need is, you, if, if you want to replace the elite that you have today, what you need to do is you need to have a better elite. I mean, there's just the only one way out if you don't like the current oligarchic elite um, that doesn't result in just mass death. The only way out is a superior elite. You know, Reid Hoffman is very well known. If you look at a lot of these companies that 10 years ago were, were ideas, back of napkins, tiny, and now are global transformational companies. This is the set of techniques that we've learned in Silicon Valley in order to do that. And we would like to spread those techniques to as many places as possible. I mean, he's a big, a big donor to presidential campaigns as well as as local um, Democratic campaigns. These are just like if you're going to name the most famous venture capitalists, <laughs> these are the ones that everyone kind of in the industry holds up as the most well-known ones, the most successful ones and the wealthiest ones. I want to understand their motivation a little bit more here. Do we know anything about why an idea like this is something that would be of interest to this group of people? These investors all have differing politics, but I think they all agree on the Silicon Valley idea of taking big swings. They're like, why can't we, you know, take the ambition and outside the box thinking that we apply to our businesses and use it to solve this problem that's right in front of our eyes? I think there's a little bit of that. 
There's also just this perennial attraction to this idea of building a new city from scratch. It's not a new idea. Y Combinator, which is a startup accelerator that's here, had this whole program to the idea of building a new cities in the mid 2010s. There's another 100 millionaire in New York who's trying to build a new city somewhere in the Nevada desert. There is some kind of strange attraction to just starting over with a clean slate and not having to solve some of the hard problems that are really deeply entrenched today in our existing cities. I know uh, Michael Moritz is actually also someone who has written some op-eds about San Francisco's plight in particular that I know got a, a lot of big responses for how he sort of painted problems in the city. Um, and yeah, I imagine for these folks, it's maybe more appealing to build a city in your image than it is to try and fix these problems that you see in uh, cities like San Francisco that uh, it almost feels like no one is able to fix. Yeah, I think that that's a part of it. One question that I have been thinking about is, you know, if if this is an idea that they really believe in, that they think can help solve some of the these intractable problems that we see in California, why keep it a secret for so long? Uh, yeah, I think that's a question a lot of people have had because that, I think, fostered a lot of skepticism or distrust because of all these years of not knowing. My understanding is that I don't think they thought they would have been able to buy the land that they have, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked if they had said who they are. I mean, they already have escalated the price they were paying from very inexpensive at five dollars an acre to twenty thousand dollars an acre. So I think they believe that was part of the only way that this could happen. But again, I think we're gonna have to wait and hear it from them. And now they're obviously flipping to charm offensive mode. That made my, uh, I don't know, my antennas tingle a little bit because I I do imagine they have to be at least somewhat aware of the perception of them maybe and what it might look like to to be billionaires coming into these like smaller communities. And I mean, I have to admit, I feel really protective of this place as someone who is from Solano County. Um, I mean, what reactions have you seen so far from locals? I think people are, you know, naturally skeptical, as you would be in such an unusual situation like this. I think maybe a little baffled. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of fear. They wanted to live there for a reason, you know, because they don't want to live in a city. And so I think people are worried about maybe being priced out. And if you can imagine putting yourself in the position of these local officials who for years have been trying to figure out who this group is and had no idea, you know, it's it's a little awkward. Local officials have mentioned several barriers to this idea. Fairfield Mayor Catherine Moy told KQED that resources are going to be a huge deal, like water and transportation. Moy says the single two-lane highway in the area, Highway 12, just isn't going to cut it for a new city. It's notoriously deadly and would be difficult to expand because of existing protective species laws. Then there's Congressman John Garamendi, who says Flannery is going to have to earn the trust of people in the area. 
especially farmers, some of whom are being sued by Flannery on accusations of colluding to jack up the price of their land. Not to mention his concerns about what this is gonna mean for Travis Air Force Base, which is now surrounded by Flannery-owned land on three sides. So the people behind Flannery have got a lot of work to do if they wanna win the hearts and minds of Solano County residents. But Aaron says in the tech world, people have had a much more positive reaction to this news. It's been interesting. Silicon Valley is a place where you can essentially go to a party and say, I'm going to build a new city from scratch and people will take you seriously and maybe even give you a billion dollars to do it. You know, so I think people admire the ambition and are like, yes, it seems like a huge long shot, but good for them for trying. And I and I hope I hope they succeed. I think people are very curious about it. And there's a lot of people who are interested in urbanism and new ways of doing things and, you know, bringing innovation to our cities. So I've heard, you know, from tech people who are are very curious and and interested and, and even want to work on it, which is, I think, different than the broader skepticism that I've that I've seen from non-tech people. You report on venture capital. You're familiar with the people behind Flannery, which most people who maybe aren't in the tech world aren't as familiar with. So how do you, I guess, foresee this group of people exercising their money and also their power to build the city in this place where honestly, I think a lot of people aren't used to, I mean, one, the attention, and then two, big billionaires rolling through with big ideas like this. These are tech titans of industry who all have very strong opinions. That is a very, very different world than politics and, you know, dealing with people's livelihoods. In business, everything comes down to the bottom line and things are a lot more emotional when it comes to your town and your life and the way, and the way that you live it. So, yeah, they're going to have to, like, really embrace some of that, like, politics and, and soft skills kind of things. And they've already, you know, they've hired people in Sacramento to help do that. They're going to dangle things like local jobs, you know, infrastructure, parks, um, other kinds of amenities, and hope that that will be enough to convince people that this is a good idea. It could work, or it could backfire spectacularly, and maybe they'll sell the land. I think that they believe that they will succeed where others have failed, but um, yeah, it's it's a wild one. Well, Erin, thank you so much for, for joining us um, and sharing your reporting with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. A representative with Flannery told KQED that the company plans to launch a ballot initiative in Solano County to help speed up development. There are going to be many, many more political fights about this in the months and maybe even years to come. 
That was Aaron Griffith, a reporter with the New York Times, covering startups and venture capital. At the top of this episode, you heard from Rio Vista Mayor Ron Cott and Congressman John Garamendi. Thanks to KQED's Annalise Finney and Billy Cruz for that tape. The interview you heard with Michael Moritz was from PBS. The interview you heard with Reed Hoffman was from CBS This Morning. And the clip of Mark Andreessen was from the Upstream podcast with Eric Torenberg. This 30-minute conversation with Aaron was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montesilio. It was produced by Maria Esquinka. Shout out to the rest of the podcast team here at KQED. That's Jen Chien, our director of podcasts, Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager. We get audience engagement support from Cesar Saldana, and Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. If you liked this episode, consider sharing it with your homies. 707, talking to you. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. The Bay is a production of KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Peace. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.